Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks post-game podcast. The Hawks lose 5-1 in Detroit against the hated, well, the formerly hated, now somewhat irrelevant in our minds, Detroit Red Wings. Well, I hate them now, especially. That was that sucked. Yeah. I still hate them. Any team that employs David Perron, I hate That's him. a really good point. And, and, and Klim Costin. Klim. Yeah, Klim. Klim. Nice Klim. name, Klim. Freaking Pudwack. The Hawks may have lost the game, but their name is not Klim. Yeah, Go true. back to Pudwackistan. true. Anyway, thanks for being with us. Make sure you smash that like button for us on the YouTube page. Uh, make sure you are following and subscribe there as well. And same deal on your favorite podcast app. Follow, subscribe, and take five seconds to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. All right, we do this every game. We let you pick the four-star of the game, and I think the graphic's already made, but we're going to do it for shits and giggles anyway. Might as well. Uh, the three stars, it hasn't been published yet. Who cares? None of them are Hawks. Uh, so here are your nominees for four-star of the game. Lucas Reichel, a goal, one shot, 100% shooting. Uh, three shot attempts, three and one on faceoffs for 75%. Isaac Phillips, five shots on goal, seven shot attempts, and three hits in 17-13 of ice time. And Connor Bedard with an assist, seven shots on goal, 10 shot attempts, Jeez. five wins, two losses on faceoffs for 71%, 18-27 of ice time. So get your votes in there on the YouTube page, and we'll reveal the winner uh, of Connor Bedard at the end of the game. <laughs> Connor Bedard's Jeez. fourth star of the night. Uh, we'll recap the scoring as well. Uh, the uh, Red Wings got out to the one nothing lead on a shorthanded goal from JT Comfer. Uh, moments later, um, less than a minute later, uh, Lucas Reichel got it right back Good on the power play. Connor Bedard gets the puck behind the net, feeds it in front. Uh, Tyler Johnson actually got a stick on it, so he gets a primary assist. And uh, Reichel scores his second goal of the season with Johnson and Bedard picking up assists. Uh, about five minutes later, Robbie Fabry just embarrasses Wyatt Kaiser Oof. on a two-on-two rush, uh, just stick handles around him. Didn't get hurt on the play, which is an upset. <laughs> uh, and he scores, making it 2-1 Detroit. That was, the end of the, that was the score at the end of the first period. Second period, five minutes in, uh, Ben Sherratt takes advantage of Wyatt Kaiser, sliding across the crease, trying to block a cross-ice pass that never came. That was never going to come. Yes. Instead, he gets in the way of uh, Peter Mrazek and his left uh, pad, and Ben Schrott uh, takes the puck and roofs it over, uh, over Mrazek. It's 3-1 Detroit. And then um, a few seconds later, 5.56, JK, JT Comfort gets a power play goal after Lucas Reichel took a penalty right after the 3-1 goal. Mm. Comfort scores immediately on that power play, making it 4-1. And then in the third, Robbie Fabry scores again on the power play. Uh, Daniel Sprong, it's my fault for making fun of Sprong all over the last two days. Shoots a puck through traffic and a rebound goes right to Robbie Fabry, who I mean, scores in the final. Never, is five to one. Never bet against the new number bounce. That's true. Sure, <laughs> it's like the new coach the new bounce, coach bounce, the trade bounce, the new dad, and the yeah, uh, yeah the new dad bounce exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, look, the score was five to one, uh, but I think we all agree that the game probably wasn't that bad when you take the score out of it, which I know it's very difficult <laughs> to do, but. You know, we talked in the pregame a little bit about this is a game they should win and yada, yada. And when they've had those games, the efforts have been poor. I don't have a problem with the effort in this game. No. My issue is more with the execution. And when you're outmatched and over-talented, 
That's going to happen more often than not. And their goalie made a couple of extra saves. Alex Lyon made some nice saves. Imagine um, cutting that guy. Yeah, I mean, geez, who told you to do that? <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> I already told you why, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. We, we, we had a good chuckle out it mm-hmm. off, about it off the air. But um, the, the talent, again, talent gap, big talent gap. Yeah. Even without Dylan Larkin, uh, you know, it, it – they're they're two different. They're on two different levels right now. These two teams, uh, the Hawks. The effort was fine. They outshot the Red Wings. They they outplayed them for stretches. But it's just like, how many times have we said this this year? Where it's like, the other team, the Blackhawks make a mistake and the opponent scores like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Blackhawks force the opponent to make a mistake, and it takes them nine tries to even get a shot off. Right. Like it's just they don't capitalize on their chances as, as much. I mean, there were, you know, Bedard was robbed in third period and Korchinski yeah, had a, yeah. had a great chance too. And Go it's on, just like, yeah. but those seems that every time that happens against the Hawks, you know, it's JT Comfer scoring or Robbie Fabry's scoring. Yeah, It's yeah. not. So it's the effort was, f- was fine. It wasn't, you know, there were, there were moments where, you know, they, you know, bad plays. We'll get into the shorthand goals here, I'm sure. But I'm not like this is this doesn't feel like the Columbus game. No. It doesn't feel no. like the Nashville game or the Arizona game. The effort was there. The talent gap was too big and and their goalie was better than our goalie. A little bit of an update to the scoring, by the way, on Reichel's goal. Bedard got the primary assist and Kevin Korchinski got the secondary. So yeah, it was a little correction there. Tyler Johnson, was, they gave yeah. the primary to Johnson who was right in front and kind of whiffed on it, and then Reichel scored. So it went from Korchinski to Bedard to Reichel, and that's good. Lucas Reichel, the first uh, Blackhawk with two power play goals on the season. That is crazy. Yeah. It's, uh, His only two goals. Yeah. Have come yeah. On yeah. Okay. I mean, they, they, they count either way, but, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's the that's great for Reichel. It's still only seven power play goals on the season. Four shorthanded goals that they've allowed. Well, that's a fucking problem. Well, yeah, two in, two in back-to-back games. Yeah. Well, and I think that leads us nicely into the first thing we could probably discuss is we Put all Seth Jones back on the top power play unit. This yeah. is why it makes a difference. Everybody in the chat, let's get Korchinski out there. Seth yeah. Jones sucks on the top power play unit. It makes a difference. Kevin Korchinski is a freaking liability out there. Yeah. Too many odd man rushes going back the other way. It's not all his fault. No, no. But it's you need a security blanket. He doesn't have the defensive awareness. Yes. To see things coming, Connor Bedard got caught. Kind of, he needs to learn how to cheat a little defensively too when a turnover comes. It's not like Korchinski will be the top power play unit he's, quarterback he's someday. That day is learn. no longer today. Lessons to learn. And and look, like, yeah, it might be one or two plays where, you know, there's a, a slight difference in where Seth Jones is positioned compared to Korchinski is positioned be just based off of, you know, game experience and kind of knowing where to be or one or two plays where Seth Jones is able to keep in a puck where Kevin Korchinski doesn't. But the problem is those one or two plays going the other way end up in the back of the net. Yeah. And you're and then you're down a goal or two goals on a on on a power play that has been as bad as the Blackhawks have been this season. If you if you weren't scoring goals, that's one thing. 
if you're not scoring goals and you're giving up so many shorthanded opportunities and are con- and they are getting converted, yeah, uh, that's a that's a major problem. And so I think we <laughs> we we definitely heard. The, the the calls for Korchinski to be on the top power play unit, and I think and, we agreed with him at the and time. Yeah, it was. You know what? Let's <laughs> yeah, give I mean, it a, give it a try. <laughs> see, give it a try. See what happens. Yeah. You know, Seth Jones wasn't necessarily. You know, he's he's still searching for his first goal of the year. Um, he was he's put in a, a darn effort against Seattle, trying to you know create some offense and, and everything throughout the game, not just on the power play. But I mean, if 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 the give and take of Korchinski and Jones flipping on um, top power play unit is that maybe you don't get as much shot creation from Jones as maybe you do from Korchinski, but you're giving up fewer mistakes on the top yeah. power play unit, which is going to play 75 to 85% of the power play minutes that the, this team is going to get all season. I'd rather give up fewer mistakes than try and just run and gun and absolutely and take the risk. And I mean, nothing turns momentum like a shorthanded goal. And the other thing too is like, yeah, Korchinski might end up if he remains on power play one with more points than Seth Jones would have got. And again, power play assist today, fine. But what you're looking at over time with Jones on power play one, as you've mentioned several times, his ability to keep the puck in at the line. Maybe he rings it around the boards instead of on net or sets up a one-timer. But guess what? You still have the puck. Yeah. And it's not going the other way with two forwards going and one defenseman back, the defenseman who's a rookie. The other thing that I've noticed about Korchinski is he is the reason that the slingshot power play is going to give me an aneurysm. Because as a young player, Welcome to the club. he is the one who is taking it literally of I exit the zone and I turn around and drop pass it. Whereas Seth Jones says, that's an option mm-hmm. for me. It's the primary option. It's like a quarterback reading a progression or not. Young quarterbacks struggle to read progressions. Veteran quarterbacks don't. So so uh, Seth Jones can go out there, read his power play progression, say, is there a slingshot there? Is there a ring around the boards there? Should I carry it in? Is there a forward in, in progress that can t- carry it in? And he can evaluate all those things quickly mm-hmm. like that. Kevin Korczynski doesn't have that processing speed yet, and it's not a knock on his talent or on his potential or anything. We all love Kevin Korczynski. We all think he's going to be awesome. But right now, as I said in the pregame, when you rely on your special teams to be the equalizer when you're playing against better teams, you can't have your power play hurting you. It's hurting you. You're giving up more. (laughs) It's like decline the effing power play at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's it's scary. It's a difference. And and I do appreciate you making the comparison to the quarterback. So producer Greg Braggs can make that make that correlation as well um but it's it's i mean it's a difference between a guy who's been running you know on top power play units for 10 years in the nhl to a guy who's just doing it now for the third or fourth game and i'm glad they gave it a look yeah see what happens see if it changes anything yeah okay absolutely this season is is not uh the focus is not figuring out the focus is not trying to contend for anything the focus is figuring out where where are some of these young players strengths and weaknesses and right now you can see that a strength of Kevin Korchinski is being able to distribute the puck get shot creation uh his offensive instincts are, are are great his skating ability is great his defensive instincts his positioning all needs work 
and even on the power play, it can be it can be a problem. So you're figuring things out. You gave it a shot, good. Sticking with it when things are not working to this detriment where you're giving up short, shorthanded chances, I think is going to be a detriment to the rest of the team because, yes, while you're still not contending for anything, you don't want to just sit in bad habits and say, oh, well, they're learning. It's bad, it's, it's bad habits. Right. So you, you have to give them an opportunity to succeed or fail. Then if it's too much failure, you, you kind of pull them back and give them an opportunity to be like, okay, here's where we can learn from our failures. Here's where, you know, we see our successes, you know, videos, video sessions, practicing all things, all those opportunities to have those teachable moments and, and put them into practice. But in games, if it's constantly happening over and over and over again, it becomes a bad habit and it becomes a detriment to the team. And then, and then frustration sets in, yep. which we saw with Connor Bedard tonight. Oh yeah, we did. And that can spill over to the rest of the team. But if that frustration is brought on from the constant mistakes and, and, and the same things happening over and over, it's not going to be constructive in any way. So you want to have that frustration so that you can actually, but then you can actually like, okay, what's going to pull us out of it. And I, I think that's when you probably lean towards your veterans to then try and help pull the team out of it where the kids are trying to figure things out at the NHL level. Yeah. Young players, teenagers, especially playing defense are going to make lots of mistakes. Mm-hmm. You just can't see the same mistakes over, 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 over again. At, at some point, you don't want to sink a guy. No, at some point you've got to like, the brain's got to click and say, okay, last time I tried that, it didn't end well, so let's try something different. Um, but these are the growing pains we knew we were going to have all season with Korchinski, with, to a degree, Vlasic, and we're seeing major growing pains with Wyatt Kaiser right now. Um, you know, he was a guy that was solid, really good for the first few games, and now... Yeah, he's riding the struggle bus. Well, yeah, I mean, I like to reference this thing that a scout told me years ago, and I know I use it too much, but I know people don't listen to every show, that it might look like a defenseman is doing okay and under the surface or really treading water hard, trying not to drown. You can see why a cow are drowning right now. I'm writing about it for Hawks hits after the game. I don't know how you look Isaac Phillips in the eye after his, what, nine games now since uh, Tony went down, eight or nine, whatever it while, is, yeah. and say why Kaiser outplayed you. And yeah, I know you can look at the body types of Phillips and Tenorti and Kaiser and say, well, we've already got a big guy in Tenorti and mm-hmm. Kaiser, you're a small guy. So you should stay cause you're different. Bullshit. Like Isaac Phillips is, a, is playing better hockey right now than why Kaiser. And I yeah. don't think there's much of an argument again. Like there, I don't know what you could look at and say that that's a wrong opinion. Phillips is Phillips has done, done the development time in, in Rockford that Kaiser hasn't. And I think what we're seeing is that he needs. Yep. So play play 20 minutes a night as a top AHL defenseman who's young, who can, you know, play a game at a different pace and process it differently. Yeah. Get that experience and then come back to a, come back to the NHL and and see if it translates. It it worked wonderfully for, for Alex Vlasic, who Mm -hmm. has been solid this year. He's still, he still has learning to do. He's getting victimized on the backdoor play left and right. Everybody again is. tonight. Yeah, you know he, that happened is. in the was it the Toronto game where he was turned the wrong way. Yep. And then the, today he, you know, but these are these are things that young defensemen struggle with. 
Um, but yeah, Kaiser, I think needs that rock for time. And as someone in the comments just, I think it was Adrian said that, Hey, the ice hogs are playing in Winnipeg this weekend. The Blackhawks are playing in Winnipeg yeah. this weekend. You don't even have to, like, he can just hop on the ice hogs. Uh, you can send them over to the, uh, the locker room after Saturday's yeah. game, and you can go back <laughs> home with them if Tenorti's ready to come. I have no problem with a Phillips-Tenorti pairing, because I, I said the other day, and you saw it today, when Isaac Phillips wants to be involved offensively, he's not too shabby. End of the game today, he was down at the goal line, like stick handling through forwards, like making yeah, passes. Has like five shots on goal and seven attempts tonight with three hits. Yeah. So he could do it both. He was effective. The and only he's a player, minus two because of Wyatt Kaiser. Right. The only player that had more shots on goal and more shot attempts than Isaac Phillips tonight was Connor Bedard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So he sh has that offensive side to his game. So if you put him out there with Tenorti, he can do a little more of that. He doesn't yeah. have to be the stay-at-home guy because Wyatt Kaiser's sliding all over the place <laughs> and, and getting yeah. his neck guard thrown into the rafters because he's getting faked <laughs> oh, out. Why's it got to be the neck guard? guard. Shame the guy. Why's it got to be the neck guard? Well, it's Come easier on. for that to fly off. It doesn't have to go through pants. It that's true. That's right true. Off his neck. That's true. Well, what's funny is, so like I said, I'm writing about this for Hawkshead, so I was going back, and on Tuesday after the game, Luke was asked by, I think it was Tab, said, you know, is, is Isaac Phillips making this decision hard for you? And he's like, well, you know, sometimes it's good for guys to go back and play big minutes, and it worked for Vlasic. Luke, the same thing can be said for Kaiser. He's and never played big he's minutes. He's never in played the big minutes. Exactly. He, he and Phillips it. has been through the Kaiser plan and beyond. Three at this point. years in the AHL for Phillips. So if, if that's the argument. Yeah. Then yes, you're right, Luke. Send Wyatt Kaiser back to play top minutes, top power play, yeah. penalty kill, mm -hmm. put up some big points, show people what he learned in the NHL, get his confidence back, and then bring him back. And I don't want to make this like Team Phillips versus Team Kaiser, but right now that's the decision, right? Like it, mm -hmm. it's going to be one of those two. And even if you want to say like, well, Tenorti can sit, it's not going to happen. You already have Zaitsev there. Mm -hmm. You can't get rid of him. So. One of those two, if you don't send him down, is going to be in the press box. Right. So you've got to send one of beneficial. those two down so they can play those top minutes in Rockford. And right now, I, again, I don't know how you look at Isaac Phillips and say, thanks, we'll see you soon. Yeah. I, that's Isaac not Phillips fair. It's playing, not fair. Isaac Phillips is playing confident hockey. Yep. Yeah. Mike Kaiser is not playing confident hockey. You know how you can play confident hockey? Go bum slay in the AHL for a month and come back. Yep. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's, it, it's not a it's not a bad idea. No, and you know, I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll see how it goes. It didn't sound the other day that that it certainly sounded that Phillips was going to be the guy that will go back when Tenorti is healthy. I, but I wouldn't do it. But he did say before the game today that this game counts. That they're using this game well, to well, evaluate if, who stays. If, and get, if, your, if get your get your gift card ready, yeah. young Mister Kaiser. You're gonna <laughs> yeah. need it. Yeah, yeah. If that's if I that's can't true. I can't send Phillips down right now. Yeah. There's he is no. he if you're carrying seven defensemen, he is one of the best seven defensemen on this team right now. Yeah, yeah. I I no no argument there because you had you you're keeping you're letting Nikita Zaitsev hang around. He's yeah. not playing. Maybe he, I, I, you just, I don't know what the deal is there. I mean, honestly, though, you can't. Uh, 
I mean, there's what, nothing else he, you can he do. Hasn't, he hasn't done anything to, like, crack this lineup. No. And he had one or two games where we were like, wow, that was serviceable. Yeah, he, he hasn't been but awful. It was, but it was because everyone was hurt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm not standing to get Nikita no. Zaitsev in there, but the bottom line is he's still taking up that roster spot. Yeah. You know, unless he gets you, some mysterious ouchie. Well, and, and you're not going to send him down to Rockford because he's going to do the same thing. What are you going to do? No, ha- you're not, have him take yeah, away no, menace from not, Nolan Allen I'm, or Ethan Delmash? No, 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 not at not, all. Not a chance. So you're just hoping, I don't know, just let him ride it out, explain it to him. Maybe you're hoping he comes to you and says, hey, let's mutually part ways. Yeah. And I can I'm go. sure he wants to play somewhere. I'm sure he does. And yeah. if he was to become a free agent, you know, which he could probably, if they just mutually if, agree. Yeah, if, if they... Someone will pick him up for a league minimum. Right. Yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd think. Maybe he just wants some money. Don't really blame him. I, I mean, mean, if I was getting paid $4.25 million to hang out in hotels and, and, and you get ride to, on coach flights and eat, eat get NHL to live in, quality yeah, food... you get to live in Chicago. I'm and, happy. And hang around. And <laughs> but I'm also not a professional hockey player who's... Yeah, deep down they want to play. Yeah, I mean, you know? but yeah, pay me that money. I'll do that, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> so that that's like if if you didn't have the Zaitsev situation, you didn't have him on the roster. You could keep both of those guys here, and maybe and and then Tenorti is your seven. Yeah, yeah, right. But sure, and he's fine with that too. I'm sure. But Luke Richardson loves Tenorti, and and you know, and and it's I do too. And you, There's, you, you do is, need, he does bring value to this roster. There is an element of of his game that this team is missing. Yes, because even though Connor Murphy can be the guy that is physical, hits, blocks shots, sticks up for teammates, all that stuff. It's not the best thing he does. Right. So it's the best thing Jared Tenorti does. Yeah, the best thing Jared Tenorti does is be physical and, and get in, you know, get in the scrums and, and whatnot and, and And then get hurt. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, make sure your face is is okay. But like yeah, I mean I, I think there's a there's a a reason to have Tenorti in the lineup. Um and same thing with Phillips, like like yeah, like he's big, he's physical. He can, you know, we've seen him scrap in the AHL, but it's also not the most necessary thing he can bring to the lineup. So, it's yeah. it's interesting. I don't know. I I, I agree. I th- I think the, uh, you know the, the the time and development path that Kaiser can take th- to go down to Rockford, learn you know kind of. I think the thing is like acclimate to the pace of everything. Yeah, and I think it's I think the pace of everything at the NHL level is just too much for him at this point. And he needs some time to kind of be at a pace where he can feel confident at the AHL level and then eventually return to the NHL level and see if everything works. Yeah. All right. We've got some super chats to get to. Uh, We also later in the show, if you missed the pregame, I'm sure many of you did, which is fine. Um, we're going to share with you Corey Perry's fine. statement. It's not fine. Well, I mean, watch you know, we sure can't watch it's a week. all it's a the work CHGO week. Blackhawks content you can. Uh, yes. Go back and watch it, even though the game already happened. Um, but we're going to share with you Corey Perry's statement, which he issued uh, today. If you missed it, we've got to pay off Who's Your Hawk. We've got to do Connor's Corner, a whole bunch of stuff to do, some super chats. We're going to take our first break. While we do, please take a few seconds to hammer that like button for us. Uh, it would mean a lot if you did. Hammer it. You know where else you can hammer things? Like a big rubber tire at the Midtown Athletic Club. At any (laughs) of their four Chicagoland locations, you can swing a big old hammer on a tire and have a a big old workout if you want. 
Uh, they got four locations, as I said, Palatine, Bannockburn, Willowbrook, and, of course, the flagship HQ of uh, Midtown Athletic Club here in the city of Chicago in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. The Palatine location has undergone a multi-million dollar transformation, which will come to full completion in early 2024. Uh, just so there's no confusion, it is open. It is mostly functional, but all of the Same. updates and renovations, yes, all of the updates and renovations will be completed in a few months. Uh, and they offer at the Midtown Athletic Club locations, anywhere you go, uh, tons of options for people who are looking uh, to get into their physical wellness journey and their mental health wellness journey and all that stuff for single people, uh, families, families with kids, people looking to make lifestyle changes, holistic wellness, all of that. They have options uh, for you and they have a ton of awesome features. I was at the Bannockburn one, so many workout studios, uh, big, big group class theaters that they have, spin class facilities, hot yoga, regular yoga, uh, laying down yoga where you well, don't like move that. all that much. Uh, restorative yoga is the word. Ah. That You know what? If we go to Midtown as a group, restorative yoga and a chicken sandwich, that's a good day at the gym. <laughs> can I do it at the same yeah, time? I like, can I do them both at the same time? <laughs> uh, you know? No, that's prob- what you do. Probably. You put the chicken sandwich just a little out of reach. We have to stretch. Yeah. There you go. Bring it's it like a slight slowly. sit up. <laughs> and then bring it back out slowly and Perfect. Perfect. Just raise it Every time you just raise it up a little bit always, more. Always focusing on your breathing while you're doing that as well. All right, there. I do. Um, yeah. They got <laughs> spas, saunas, uh, massage uh, massages are available. They got hair salons, nail salons. It's it's crazy. All the stuff that they have, plus everything you're looking for in a gym with, you know, free weights uh, and workout machines that are state-of-the-art. It's awesome. Uh, Midtown Athletic Club is also known for some of the best tennis facilities in all of Chicagoland. Uh, so if you're big in tennis, you need to check out the Midtown Athletic Club. Uh, indoor and outdoor courts, pickleball courts, um, uh, pools, you know, for recreational swimming, for you know, more workout swimming laps and everything. They so got you're saying all there's lots of available. options, tons of options, tons of awesome amenities. Um, you know, you and and the food there is great as well. You can see why people uh, don't just look at the Midtown Athletic Club as just a gym. It is like a place to be. Like you can spend a full day there. I hear you can uh, have birthday drinks there too. Yes. Happy yeah. belated birthday, Mr. Brad. have a lot of way. fun there. That is true. It's awesome. The HQ one was unbelievable. Yeah, you guys did the content yep. shoot out there. Golf Looks like you simulators, were doing a lot the of whole stuff. bit. Golf simulators, basketball courts. Lots of stuff to do. Awesome stuff. I know. Uh, <laughs> head over to midtown. Head over to midtown. slash chgo to find out more and tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest to you. All right, but wait, there's more. No, I'm just. Oh my god! <laughs> Can you believe we're Heck still no. we're still in the NFL season after that Midtown read? <laughs> we got to make every second count with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can make the most out of every game day. Bet on your favorite teams or teams that are good for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can score $150 instantly. That's in italics in bonus bets for betting five. That's bold on any matchup. Braggs, listen to this. Tell me why this is happening, football man. The Eagles yes. are at home against the Niners. Good team. Mm-hmm. They're getting three, right. and they're plus 136 on the money line. Why Greg Braggs is that happening? 
Uh, division ra- matchup, right? Isn't that how it is? Eagles and Niners. Eagles and oh, Niners. Eagles and Niners. No. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought you said Cowboys. But why Cowboys is are playing tonight. The That's ten and one home team, Eagles yeah, well, getting three go all the way across the country. Yeah, it's an plus one thirty six yeah. and plus three for the yeah, Eagles. I mean, Unless someone's the not travel, playing. We don't the travel certainly part of it. Getting to the West, but Coast. they're home. All right. The Eagles are at home. I guess the long story short is I have no idea. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Vegas wants your money. They know something. There, there yeah, is something, something. up. They yeah, know yeah. something. San Fran's going to win by 10, but I don't know. I, I like that one. So I'm, I'm laying some money down. You should, too. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Download the app now and use code CHGO. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just five bucks on the NFL. I'm just reading the copy. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. The crown is yours. You're doing your best uh, CHGO Bulls impression. Yes, I am. Now, this is red italics. I don't know what that sounds like. I'll work on it. You got to get real angry (laughs) about it. Read verbatim. (laughs) Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-888-888. Hope NY or text Hope NY 467-369. In West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age ver- varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and all state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. That's seven days. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Plus three. Eagles, do it. But uh, I think we're ready for another ad read after that ad read segment. <laughs> but what I want to know is if I have a gambling problem and I'm in Delaware, who do I call? Hi, <laughs> I'm in, in Delaware. Delaware. <laughs> All right, let's knock out these super chats real quick, and then we'll get into uh, the Connor Bedard's frustration today. It was kind of the other story of the game, aside from the 5-1 loss. Uh, Lebowski 5 with a $20 hey, super ooh. chat. Thank you, Lebowski, who is there every show for us. We appreciate his ongoing support. There, I'm assuming it's, I don't know, their ongoing support. A reminder that the Hawks are family. early in the rebuild. That was all caps. <laughs> to compare to 2020 to 2010, this is like 2004, five years away from contention. Cornerstone defenseman is 19 years old. Seabrook, Bolin, Brower, Versteeg, Jalmerson aren't even on the team yet. Fair comparison. Uh, Alton V says this team is super inconsistent. It's tough to watch. Yep, it's a rebuild. And Dev Dev. Uh, with a $5 Super Chat, says, honestly feel like Kaiser is playing well. He's visibly getting better out there, and I think Phillips is a big part of that. Hawks' best pairing, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, Dev, Dev, I don't know what game you're watch-watching. You're entitled to your opinion. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I don't know. I'm, And I know there are some Kaiser defenders in the chat as well. Kaiser defenders were great at Riot Fest. They, no, they actually played Lollapalooza. <laughs> they uh, were, wow, uh, upgrade. Yeah, the, the, the Kaiser defenders are the sons of the Kaiser Chiefs. Mm. Um, anywho, they... Uh, this is what happens when this team plays this way. Yeah, we just, uh, we just get stupid. <laughs> yeah. um, but when, I don't think anybody here is saying why Kaiser is a bad player. No. Ne- we, we just think... He the game is going a little too fast for him yes. right now, and it, there is nothing wrong with him recharging, resetting, getting a different outlook on things, playing in Rockford. When you have another young defender in Isaac Phillips who's playing better hockey than him right now, and you have 
a veteran coming back. So right now, I think it's Kaiser that should be playing in the AHL, not Phillips. And then when Phillips hits a wall, maybe, you know, then you bring Kaiser back up. Like, it's, you have flexibility with those guys. The, the AHL is there to develop young guys. Use it. Yeah, if he was playing this way as a as a 31-year-old, well, then you, you would just be like, he's just bad. Get him on the bus with Zaitsev. But, yeah, but as a 21-year-old, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. well, there's obviously some development steps that still need to be taken. So being it, able to, being able to do that in the minor leagues is there's nothing wrong with that. It's not, and it's, I, I think that people need to, Chicago has been spoiled for over a decade. And the fact that when their top prospects come up, they stay up. You haven't had like a lot of times. Sure. Keith and Seabrook, they all had long and Crawford had long runs in Norfolk. That was before a lot of people were paying attention. Uh, Norfolk, as, Norfolk. I, as I was told. Uh, Kane and Taves came in. It's were great right away. It's a city. <laughs> Brandon Saad came in, was yeah. great right away. Artemi Panera was signed as a free agent, great right away. Well, Brandon Saad got half a season in the AHL sure. during that but lock- I mean, during lockout. But, but yes. that was not a typical development path sure. for a second-round pick, right? Sure, sure. The Hawks had a lot of success during the dynasty of guys being good right away or close to right away. What we're seeing with Kaiser and Phillips and Vlasic and, and all these young defensemen is normal. It's yeah. very rare for a guy to come to the NHL and stay especially defensemen. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kyle Davidson said it in the preseason that any sort of demotion to Rockford is not, it doesn't mean you failed. It doesn't mean they think you're bad or they're giving up on you. Sometimes young players need to take a breather mm-hmm. and have the game slow down and work things out in Rockford. It's okay. He's a 21-year-old defenseman who's played 29 professional games. Yeah. All at the NHL Profe- level. Yes, professional games. Yes. All at the NHL level. He's not played one game in the AHL it's not going to hurt him one bit to play the next 15 to 20 games down there and come back and if you want to talk about the Vlasic development path which Luke Richardson brought up on Tuesday Vlasic came up as a hawk first started really poor like kind of rough and Derek King said so Mm -hmm. and then started figuring things out had some nice chemistry with Seth Jones at the end of the year and then went down and played the entire year in Rockford. And now he's here, and guess what? He's one of the team's top two or three defensemen. Yeah. Probably number two behind Seth Jones at this point. Yeah. yeah. So And he's closing the gap. Yeah. It's it's okay. It's okay. And, and again, like, everybody's different. Korchinski may never go back, right? It doesn't seem like he's going to go. He's not going back to the Western League. No, no. But next year, if he starts slow, they can send him to Rockford if they wanted to. Could, but you, I mean, you probably won't. You probably won't. But everyone's development path is different. Yeah. But it, so if it, if it's Kaiser that goes back, if it's Phillips that goes back, in no way does that indicate that. Well, that's it for them. Because for the, on to the next one. Because for the first time, pretty much ever since they've been the affiliate for the for the. Blackhawks, the Rockford Icehawks, are a very important part of this rebuild. It's being used as an actual development. Yes. yes. It n- never was during the cup run. No. It never was since then because there was never any prospects worth a damn down there. Yeah, and like the, the, the they, guys that played there, it was a short time. Right. They couldn't wait to get them up here and room mm. them um, <laughs> and then trade them. So, like... Rockford is there for a reason. It's yep. not, you suck, go play in the AHL. No, you need a little more seasoning. 
go get it in the AHL. Mm-hmm. No doubt. All right, let's move on to the uh, offensive uh, part of the game here. Gonna, uh, close this out here. Oh. This is coming from Ben Pope. Luke Richardson on Kaiser's rough night. For a young defenseman especially, when things go poorly against the team and yourself, you've got to keep it simple. That happens every once in a while to the best of defensemen. The big thing for him is to keep a good mindset and not let it happen again. It sounds like they've already made up their mind. And I don't want I'm not re- I don't think I'm reading too much into that, but he's been talking about Phillips is going down. He's been talking about Kaiser is staying and figuring it out. Yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah. I mean he gets the final say, I guess. And I mean, he, th- of course, like he pointed out Tuesday, like there was a one play where Isaac tripped and caused a play the other way, and he's got to figure out how to use his body and use his feet. Those are things that we are not, we don't have the vision, the hockey knowledge to see that stuff. Well, uh, well yeah, don't fall over. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I know. But I'm saying like <laughs> Luke and, and Kyle and, and Kevin Dean have an ability to like watch video and watch a guy's footwork and see yeah, how they're sure, turning sure, yes. and see like, okay, that's a problem that needs work. Mm-hmm where Kaiser might have the footwork stuff down better. I will say, too, like, Phillips's build and, and, and attributes, I guess, if you're going to use an NHL uh, 24 term, he can recover better because of his size, because of his strength, because of his stride. If he makes a mistake, he can push a guy away or get in the way a little bit, where Kaiser is a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. So if he gets beat wide, it's over. Like, he's got to either pull the guy down, take a penalty, potentially cause a penalty shot, Whereas Phillips can go, whoops, and then just kind of turn his shoulder and get in the guy's way a little bit. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Luke's played 1,400 games at that position. Yeah. So, I'll trust his his insight and trust what he's seeing, but I don't know. You know how I feel. <laughs> yeah, I think we've established uh, how we all feel uh, about it. I, I'm on Team Phillips, but again, nothing against Kaiser. Uh, but it wasn't Team Kaiser versus Team Phillips, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not, nothing against him. But, right. yeah, I guess I contradicted myself. <laughs> nah, you're fine. Um, anyway, can we move on to the offense now, damn it? Sure. Uh, what offense? There was Counter- one goal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one goal. <laughs> one goal. Next. Yeah, Counter Bedard. Uh, I think when you look at the big picture of his game today, probably one of his better overall games. Yeah. He was, he was a threat every time he was on the ice. Yeah. And, you know, 10 shot attempts, 6 shots on goal. shot attempts. Seven 11? shots on goal, eleven shot attempts. Yeah, I mean he was he was terrific. Remember, just in the pregame show, we were saying it's okay if you want to shoot the puck every time you got it. Uh, he figured he must it have out. been he, listening because that's learned. exactly what he did. He, well, he said, "Damn it, I have to do it myself." <laughs> well, we saw him uh, get very frustrated after a play, whacked his stick across the board uh, three times, breaking it, and then went on the bench and punched the wall a few times. Probably don't want him doing that. We don't need a broken hand because sure. he's having a freak out on the bench. But the dude's a competitor. Let's be honest, he'll never admit it, but it's been a very rough week for him. Uh, and I think a lot of that's coming to a head right now. But I, what I do notice about Connor Bedard is that he's the kind of guy when things are going bad, he gets pissed off about it mm-hmm. and tries to change things on his own. Right. And he seems like a guy who, when he's getting checked, getting hit, or things aren't going his way, that it motivates him and it elevates his game. Yeah. Yeah, 11 shot attempts uh, tonight, second most this season. Eight scoring chances created, second most this season. Seven shots on goal, the most in a game this season. So he wasn't, you know, wasn't for lack of trying to create things yeah. that uh, that that things weren't working out for him. And, and look, the, the frustration that he showed, um, 
I like it. I I like seeing a player, and we've we've seen it a few times this season from 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 Bedard and from other guys. You know, end of the game, you know, they're trying to chase for the final goal in a four three game or something. They don't get it, smashing the stick on the goal post or or you know, th- you know, throwing it against the the boards or something like it's. It's not that they're just accepting the the way that games are going. Yeah. They're not accepting the results. They're they're frustrated because, as Nick Foligno has said a number of times, like this team is 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 better than they've shown. So it's a frustration of like trying to get to that level that they believe in themselves that they can get to that they're just not getting there. So at some point, you know, it's the frustration coming out that you know we, we would hope that at some point it comes to the conclusion that like they're getting to that level that they can ex- that they expect themselves to play at and with Bedard specifically like he has uh, through all of the levels of hockey that he's played he's always been a guy that's like major point producer major uh contributor like the guy who is going to drive the offense uh for every team and he's doing that here but not to the level of 150 points in 50 yeah. games, you know? So it's it, it's probably the longest stretch of, of games collectively that he has been held to the most, like, fr- it's probably been the most frustrating stretch of games because he's been focused on more and, and hasn't been able to do the things that he's been able to do at the World Juniors, at, in the WHL, and so on and so forth. So it's good to see. Uh, that frustration come out. I think the clip that you know we saw on the uh, on the broadcast was after a pow- you know a power play came to no fruition. Um, like th- I assume that that is frustrating because they have one of the worst power plays in the league. So you know, let the frustrations out. Don't get hurt while you're doing it. Hopefully, it can you know it rubs off on the rest of the team that like hey this this 18 year old kid is trying to pull us into this game and it's frustrating him that we're we're probably not there with him like take the you know take the the lead of him and 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 try and get yourselves uh out of this this funk that this team is in with you know either the efforts that are inconsistent or not being able to capitalize on their chances like i don't know i like seeing it i know some people can say it can it can be uh it can lead to bad things but like you got to let those frustrations out and hope that it translates to some better results. Yeah, leave it on the ice. Yeah. We saw we saw Jonathan Taves do that plenty over his career. What? And <laughs> not, not complain about a penalty, but like we've so, seen so him. So long as you're not school. punching teammates on the bench and right. anything like yeah, that no, yeah, out of absolutely. frustration. Like, like, you know. As you said, like other <laughs> guys are going to see that and go, all right, well, if our best player – thinks he's not doing enough, then I sure shit ain't doing enough. Right. So let's yeah. pick it up. Um, and Bedard is a kid that's used to being the best player on the ice by a million times mm-hmm. and being able to just do whatever he wants. So I'm sure he's getting some frustration because he's actually now for the first time in his hockey life playing against guys that can hang with him and prevent him from doing what he wants to do. And goalies that could actually stop some of those shots every once in a while. Where before, you know, it's now Blackhawk prospect Adam Guyon that just gets embarrassed in the World Juniors. Like, (laughs) he's facing NHL goalies. And most NHL goalies are pretty damn good. Yes. So he's... 
it's frustrating for him because he he probably thinks he should have more goals mm -hmm. and more points. But that's life in the NHL. You know, you've got to bring you got every shot needs to be you know a little bit better than what you had in juniors. Mm -hmm. So. I like seeing the frustration. I, I like seeing that feistiness. Mm -hmm. um, it's not. Well, you know what means he wants to be traded. That's what, uh, no, that's man, what Twitter's telling everybody us. Everybody says he, he wants out already. <laughs> yeah. What a week for the mouth breathers. But um, it has been a big week for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, he, you know, he's, I like seeing the feistiness. I like seeing that like, hey. I don't want to lose. I hate losing. And he's lost more in mm -hmm. since October 7th. Than he probably is used to. Yeah, you know, I know Regina wasn't the greatest team, but when they were down, he have eight points. He, when they were yeah, down, right. he said they might, they might lose nine to eight, but he had yeah, all he eight scored, goals. Yeah, right, right. right. But he put that team on his back and was able to carry them. Mm -hmm. And he's probably a little frustrated because he can't quite do that yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, uh, you found a cool stat about Bedard and his road scoring uh, today during the game. Oh, you told me about. It. I have it. I if you want me to read it, I have it all. No, open. I yeah. It's in our Slack. I got it. Yeah. Uh, Connor Bedard. Uh, it's in Slack. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it earlier. Yeah, he has uh, now tied the longest road point streak in Blackhawks uh, history by a rookie uh, with a point in seven straight road games. And that was a mark originally set 43 years ago by one Daryl Sutter. Nice. So that's uh, pretty pretty good uh, company to be in. The longest road point streaks uh, in NHL history by a player 18 years or younger. Wouldn't that just be 18 years old? Can't be younger than 18 and playing NHL. I would NHL. imagine. I don't know. Anyways, uh, seven, uh, four players have had seven road game point streaks uh, in history, those being Sylvian Turgeon, Steve Iserman, Sidney Crosby, and now Connor Bedard. Good company to be in. I would say so. The longest road point streak by an 18-year-old player in NHL history is a 16-game streak by Nathan McKinnon. That's so, going to be tough to beat. But let's hope he can do it. It's going to be tough, but, you know, don't put it past Connor Bedard to try, try and do that. No, that's for sure. Hey, you know what this sets up nicely for? What? Connor's corner. Yes. Let's do it. Bing, bong, bing, bing, bong. There, there it is. Nice. Connor Bedard finished the game with an assist. He was minus two, 18-27 of ice time, seven shots on goal, 11 shot attempts, uh, and 71% for Nadat, five Ayo. wins, two losses. Uh, he is getting better in that regard. 71%, uh, not typical. Don't expect that for the rest of his career. Um, but he's been getting slowly better at faceoffs. Clearly, we see him working on it all the time at practice. Um, I, I said it to start the segment, and I stand by it. I think this is one of his best games of the year. Yeah. Uh, it's aside from not having a hat trick in this game, like it was, it was the most individual effort that he had to try and, and pull this team back into a game that they, I mean, I know we joked about it earlier, but credit to Alex Lyon. Like, he came up with some huge saves. Yes, he like did. Like, diving saves. He robbed Bedard of a, probably a sure goal uh, on 95% of the time when Bedard gets that kind of opportunity. So, 
yeah, I mean, he did as much as he could to individually try and get this get this Blackhawks team back in this game tonight. Just for some context for that last stat, uh, there have been 16 17-year-old players who have played at least one NHL game, so that's probably why they threw that Oh. In. Uh, most of them were in the 40s and 50s. I was going to say. The last time a 17-year-old uh, played in the NHL was uh, Kimby Daniels in the 1990-91 season played two games as a 17-year-old for the Philadelphia Flyers. Two of his five career games. Kimby? So he played at 17 Kimby. and only played five NHL games? I think so. Was he hit by a meteor? Meteor. <laughs> Ken beat uh, Daniels. How do you call a guy up that early and then only play him five games? Oh, I'm sorry. He played 27 total. Oh, well, still. <laughs> well, when you're not that good. <laughs> what the but hell? At some point, though, as a 17-year-old, so you had to do something he to played, earn that. So he played two games as a 17-year-old in the 90-91 season with the Philadelphia Flyers. Right. He then played. He then went back to the Seattle Thunderbirds in the 91-92 season, played 19 games there. And then played another 25 games with the Flyers in in the 91-92 season. And then went back to the WHL in the 1992-93 season. Never played in the NHL past With Tri-City. And then, yeah, never played in the NHL ever again. And played till he was 35. <laughs> Jesus. He played right. a Daniels. lot of ECHL games. No show. Yeah. Um, all right, why don't we do uh, Who's Your Hawk, and we'll do uh, – I think our four star is ready, Greg, right? Like, we've got a – it's kind of a runaway. All right, let's do uh, Who's Your Hawk. We'll do that, and then we'll take a break, and then we're going to talk about Corey Perry's statement before we wrap the show up. So make sure you stick around and hit that like button for us. But uh, the winner today with Philip Kurashev. Nope. No, with uh, Darren, or Tar- Darren Radish. Jesus, who's that? Taylor Radish. Who's Darren Radish? Is that his his brother? brother. Is it brother Darren? On the light yeah, light. Taylor Radish. Uh, Greg Boyson is yes. the winner today. Uh, we also made an amendment to the uh, tiebreaker uh, when there are no points involved. That yes. Whoever has the highest game score <laughs> we has, gets it. We I, got tied after the tiebreaker. Right, and so we figured out that's the way. So, yeah, I'm not thrilled that i have to pick up a win like this yeah it's kind of a not <laughs> yeah it's kind of like oh great i i went on a technicality you know win because the french judges cheated or something <laughs> like that but i'll take never. it trust me when you're in they last would place never. when you're in last place you take the win any way you can get it so mm-hmm. i will gladly put on the you have to wear it the whole show if you don't want i gotta read it for i gotta wear it for at least my next read all right that's fair i'm, I'm done with that sense. That's right. Um, all right, oh, we wow. got our. We ready to declare our four star of the game here, Braggs? Yeah, for You're sure. You're never going to guess who it was, everybody. That's right. It was Connor Bedard. He is the winner of your four star of the game. Thank you for your votes. Uh, that doesn't mean though you can't keep hitting things on our YouTube page. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. All that stuff. But Connor Bedard is the winner of the chat's fourth star of the game. I see a lot of you asking for tank standings. Do it yourself. You know the website. It's not going to happen. You know the website. Go there when we're done. We're Let's not do getting into Steven, another season where no. people are mad about wins. Uh, I refuse. Hasn't, uh, created the website yet. He's got to get yeah. on that. Yeah, and he's on vacation. You know the address. But you I warn you guys. Yourself. I said the same thing about the Bears, and what? we're already looking at tank the standings. Tank standings. Yeah, but that's that's, that's different, different because you also have. Standing. You're in my hell with me, okay? Because yeah, then but the you other, guys also have that Panthers pick, which is likely right, to right. be the number one pick. Right, so, so that's different. 
Well, yeah, the Bears can win a couple the games. The first and, still be and number second one picks. Yeah, if nice we had too. the Sharks Great. first, so they first round pick two, this year, two, the yeah. top two. Yes, picks, so. and the other thing we have in common is both the Bears and Blackhawks have not won back-to-back games this season. Yeah, this well, and well. the Bears haven't won a back-to-back game in two years. So well, hopefully well. you don't follow that. But the lead. big difference is one <laughs> is trying to win and one is not. Correct. It's true. Correct. So that makes it a little less frustrating. That's why, I'll like honestly, everybody like last year. <laughs> shows were a drag like the Hawks would win a game and people would be legitimately angry in the chat and it was like what are we doing I, here? I'm not doing that again I'm sorry in, in January after like January I hated doing victory post game shows because everybody was mad and guess what they still got Connor Bedard it's so weird it worked I'm, out yeah I'm not I'm we're not doing that this year you know the website you can do it after the show yeah um, and and the tank was for Connor Bedard yeah. This year, like, yes, Macklin Celebrini is is probably the n- going to be the number one pick. But if they land second or third or fourth or fifth, you're going to get a really, really good player. Yeah. yeah. And it's fine. Yep. Because you got Connor Bedard. No doubt. Exactly. No doubt about that. All right. Uh, let's take our second break and then we'll uh, we'll get to the Corey Perry uh, stuff after that. All right. Hey, if you want to uh, go and see any of the fine Chicago sports teams in this town, uh, and you want to pay to go and see them, you can do it through the Game Time app. They are the best place to get tickets to sporting events, music events, uh, comedy shows, anything that you want to go and get a ticket to. Do it through Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you are buying tickets to those events. Game Time is fast and easy and a great way to buy tickets to all of those uh, events near you. They have killer last-minute deals, all in prices. They allow you to see the views from the seats of the tickets you are buying, and their best price guarantee makes sure that you are getting the best price on tickets through game time. They take the guessing work out of buying tickets. Uh, You love to see the... Uh, views from the seats. I love that feature that they have on game time yeah. so that, you know, when you're buying a Cubs ticket in the 100 level, a couple rows back, you want to make sure there's not a pole in your way. Cause why even be in Riley even be at the game if you can't see what's going to happen. So when you go to game time, you can choose your seat. You can see what a game looks like from that seat and make sure that you're uh, spending your money wisely they have the all-in prices, which show you their total upfront. So you're not going to go to the, you know, pick out your seats, be like, "Wow, what a great value!" Go to the checkout online and be like, "Oh, here's all your fees." By the way, you're going to see it right away, so you know what you're going to be paying uh, on those tickets. And uh, you got the zone deals, the flash deals, last-minute ticket price drops. Uh, you can find those at game time if you're wishy-washy about going to the game but it's an hour until tip-off or puck drop or kickoff or whatever, and you finally make the decision, I'm going to go to the game. Go to game time, and you're going to find some great price drop deals. Uh, Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the app, create an account, and use the code CHGO for $20 off of your first purchase. Uh, Terms do apply, but again, create an account with the game time app and redeem the code CHGO. That's spelled C as Mm. in crap chgo is the best h as in holy shit i love chgo g as in golly g chgo is the best and o as in oh my god isn't chgo the best sure bob it sure is the best for twenty dollars off download the game time app today last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed make a great holiday gift too i I told you i had an extra large coffee today and it is not worn off (laughs) 
So that's what you got. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of good holiday gifts. Well, hey, hey, and if you want to enhance, you know what the best way to enhance your sporting event or concert experience? Pocket bacon. Pocket bacon. <laughs> <laughs> and you know where you get the best pocket bacon? Charlie. From Charlie the Bacon Guy. Our guy. Directly Our, from his pockets. Yes. Directly from his pocket to yours and into mm-hmm. your mouth. And it's delicious. Charlie the Bacon Guy is based out of Woodridge, Illinois. He's a local dude. He's, he's, he's a YouTube commenter, a Hawks fan. Give him your money, and he's going to give you great craft bacon and bacon jams in over 30 different flavors. The bacon and bacon jams are an all-naturally-cured, all fancy preservative-free product. There aren't any ingredients that Charlie can't pronounce himself involved in the process, unlike most of that crummy store-bought bacon. Mm-hmm. It's vacuum-sealed and freezes great. Lasts in the package up to 45 days in the fridge and six months in the freezer. That doesn't compute at all. Bacon jam lasts about 60 <laughs> days in the fridge. It usually doesn't even make it out of my car. And up to six <laughs> months in the freezer. And some of the favorite flavors include maple pepper, Nashville hot, the French toast is amazing, the buffalo mm. is great, ranch. Mm-hmm. Fantastic mm-hmm. on a nope. BLT, jalapeno garlic, jardinera, and even malort. Yes, really, nope. malort bacon. It's Love still you, Charlie, but no. bacon. I'm looking forward to trying that at the uh, holiday party. It's, I bet you it's not awful. Bacon jam flavors are the original bourbon spicy peach. Bacon jam goes perfectly on anything spicy in scrambled peach. eggs, toast, crackers, burgers, grilled cheese, cinnamon rolls, or Charlie's favorite, the spoon. I don't even use a spoon. I just dig in like like Randy eating his Base meatloaf first. in a Christmas story. Base like first. I, eat, I eat my bacon jam Show like the little piggies, piggies eat. Yeah. Which is a little weird when you're eating ground up piggy, but that's okay. I don't care. Nope. You can pick me. it up most efficient way or he will deliver it to you meet halfway or even ship it charlie makes it work i'm getting a really weird echo in this helmet see i'm telling you it's yeah which charlie donated our helmet how do you play a hockey game in that thing well you don't take you don't take the padding out of it first still it's weird i don't like he makes the bacon so you can bring it home starting now until December 15th, you can save 10% off your order at the brand new charliethebaconguy.com when you use the code CHGO10. Get your orders in and use that code to save. Head over to charliethebaconguy.com. <laughs> Buy everybody on your holiday list bacon. Chaco Mako Damn says, right. uh, you know, the, the shipping to Rhode Island is a bit much. Maybe just meet Charlie in the middle of, of here in Rhode Island. Yeah. He'll do that, right? And it's bacon. Somewhere around, ship it to you. somewhere around Pittsburgh, right? You know? Yeah. If you wanted to, you can, can get I mean, it would be cheaper to ship if you just like threw it in a bag and mailed it to you, but it's going to arrive <laughs> probably not great. <laughs> so, yes, to get your bacon shipped frozen or at least cold, uh, yeah, it's going to take a little bit. Oh. But that's why, you know, local business, local network. Yeah. 745 Moto fans says he won't send it international. Well, then you just have to come here. Guys, it's go to it a hockey like, game. Sounds like a you problem it, for being like, international. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I don't think he want bacon shipped to like Sweden or whatever. Well, I mean, it's he, gonna take a while. He sent, I, I hey, ordered it lasts forty five days in the in the I, package. I, I ordered uh, you know holiday uh, bacon for uh, my friends and family from Charlie. Spoiler alert! It was I hope in, they're not watching. Ah, whatever. Um, <laughs> and it comes in you know a nice cooler pack, you know, frozen packed in there. Like yeah. it was, it was all official. Charlie, I think if I uh, remember the packaging correctly, Charlie the bacon guy. Tape? Like tape, yeah. Like, yeah, it's a whole thing. So I think that could that could travel pretty well. Yeah, just just tape up a styrofoam cooler and, and get it on the You know what's great truck. is I don't have to worry about oh, it. I don't even. That's true. Very yeah. close. That's true. Yeah. I got to see Charlie this week. He's got my podcast mic, jerk. 
Anyway, mm. I'll get it back. All right, let's move on to, uh, before we wrap up the show, oh. Corey Perry issued a statement today. Um, and I think uh, if you've not seen or heard this yet, you probably agree that this is about as good of a statement as you can issue. Uh, kind of covered all the angles and took all the blame. Corey Perry says, I would like to sincerely apologize to the entire Chicago Blackhawks organization, including ownership, management, coaches, trainers, employees, and my teammates. I would also like to apologize to my fans and my family. I'm embarrassed, and I have let you all down. As a result of my actions, there has been speculation and rumors. I am sickened by the impact this has had on others, and I want to make it clear that in no way did this situation involve any of my teammates or their families. Most importantly, I want to directly apologize to those who have been negatively affected, and I am sorry for the additional impact to others it has created. My behavior was inappropriate and wrong. I have started working with experts in the mental health and substance abuse fields to discuss my struggles with alcohol, and I will take whatever steps necessary to ensure this never happens again. I hope to regain the trust and respect of everyone who has believed in me throughout my career. Once again, I am deeply sorry and is signed Corey. So there is Corey Perry's uh, apology. Um, I think that that is pitch perfect. I hope that he gets the help he needs, and everyone impacted here does as well because it was an ugly situation with a lot of ripple effects. But, um, hey, it's it's good to see the guy uh, say, you know, pointing the thumbs, no fingers pointed, no I'm sorry buts, uh, put 100% of the blame on himself, and it's commendable. Yeah. Yep. Uh, took, took accountability, apologized to everybody involved, um, spoke up about the bullshit online, and uh, said that he's you know going to reach out for, for for help and yeah I think that's that's as best as you could hope to hear from him and in, in his side of things and uh, you know hopefully it's it's a good point to now be able to move forward and um, you know hopefully there's there's some closure to it for 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 all parties involved absolutely and as I said on our pregame show uh, you know. As someone who has has dealt with substance abuse and mental health issues, still deals with it on every day. Admitting you need help is a very hard first step, yeah. and to admit that to yourself is difficult, but to admit that to millions of people mm-hmm. publicly, very brave. So kudos for, to Corey Perry for taking ownership of his actions and trying to be better. That's all. We can ask of somebody when they make a mistake is to take ownership and try to be better. So to me, I'm satisfied with both ends of this. It's time to move on and start healing and just let's focus on the Blackhawks. Yeah. On the ice. I mean, I'm a big believer in um, people can change, people can improve, people can um, truly apologize and mean it. And it, and it, and what Corey Perry said here is sincere. And when you think about like the limb that, that Luke Richardson went on for him, that's what Corey Perry is referring to and letting people down for the impact it had on a teammates and a teammates family. That's what he's apologizing for. Whoever the victim was of the incident, uh, that's who he's apologizing for and everybody it affected. It's, it, there's a lot of tentacles to this action by Corey Perry. And, and again, he's owning all of it and, I hope that he can get things figured out and whether or not the NHL is in his future remains to be seen. He's 38 years old. So who knows? Um, but 
hey, first steps, get your life in order. Yep. Make sure your family's taken care of and you're taken care of and, and begin the rest of your life. Hockey, yep. see, hockey should be on the back burner right now. Yeah. Not the top priority. Exactly. All right. We are off tomorrow. Greg and I are headed to Notre Dame, Michigan in South Bend. We're going to talk to Frank Nazar and Landon Slaggart. So look for some social media content there. Make sure you're following us on social media at CHGO underscore Blackhawks. Uh, and then we're back uh, Saturday and Sunday. Two road games, games. Uh, pre-games for both days. I think is Saturday one and Sunday two. Or do I have those reversed? All the way around. Saturday's okay. two, Sunday's one. So, so 1.30 and, and uh, 12.30 pre-games Saturday and Sunday. So we hope you'll join us for all of those. And again, keep your eye on CHGO underscore Blackhawks on Twitter for stuff from South Bend tomorrow night. And hey, if you're going... To Notre Dame, Michigan. Look for me and Greg. We'll be uh, eating wings and gator balls or whatever those things are called. Yeah, the gator balls. Yes. Yeah. We'll be the guys with uh, random sauce stains yes. on the front <laughs> of our shirts. Exactly. It'll be fun. So we'll see you there, or we'll see you Saturday and Sunday on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Detroit sucks! Detroit sucks! <laughs> 